0: The Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program is brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the eastern United States. Here's Rapping on Racing.
1: This is Tanner Holmes and you're listening to Rapping on Racing
2: that star-spangled star banner
3: Right, listeners joining me now is co-host Dave Oliveri. Dave how are you?
4: I'm doing well it's it's, it's good to be back in Pittsburgh but it was also nice to uh, spend about five days with you know you and Donna and everybody Seems like from Pittsburgh at the world finals.
3: Well walking up the uh, walkway between the track and the vendors it's almost like we're at home.
4: It is. I mean, you just never know who you're going to see. And it's, I, you know, I would be interested, and I'm sure you know, they keep statistics on who, who represents what particular state and how many people bought tickets and, what, and be that. But I would say Pennsylvania has to be high on the list.
3: Well, I think Matt Long uh, mentioned that a couple of years ago, that one of their largest uh, uh, group of people buying tickets uh, are from Pennsylvania. And it's, it's always good to see Matt. And then I make it a point to visit with his dad, Ty Long. I got a funny story here. You'll like this. Okay. I went, I called Ty because I wanted to see him. And he takes me down to his motor home. And uh, he's got three or four guys in there that are telling stories and drinking beer and He uh, says, well, I'll be back. I said, where are you going? Well, one of his friends, a guy named Ed Singlehoss, and Ed lost the transmission coming down. I mean, he still could drive, but one of the gears was gone. So he says to me, I'm taking Ed up to check. We're going to pick up his truck. I said, "What, what happened? He said, well, we went in yesterday and said he needs a transmission, and they got him one. And so Ed says... Well, when can I pick it up? And they said, tomorrow. And he got it the next day. So they're gone. And, oh, by the way, Ed's son is the one that did the track prep. So uh, did a nice job with that. But anyway, I'm sitting in there with Steve Hetrick, and he's making hot sausage. And uh, I'm watching. He thawed out the sausage, and he's putting the onions in and the tomatoes. and or tomato sauce, and he calls, and he put in some beer, and he calls uh, Ty, and he said, uh, we need more tomato sauce. He said, I don't have time to stop for tomato sauce. Put more beer in there. So then the guy starts telling me stories. He used to be a neighbor of Joe Pitcavish, lived one street Mm. away from Joe, and uh, he started asking, we were doing some trivia and I th- I think after six or seven tries, his buddy said, you're not going to stump this guy. So we uh, I would answer some of the trivia things. or And then we exchanged some stories that uh, uh, where one guy wasn't aware of the story. Like one night at Blanket Hill, Blackie, uh, they had an Australian pursuit race. And for the listeners that don't know what that means, if you pass someone, they drop out. Well, Blackie passed the whole field in one lap. And when he came in, Cavish says, Good job, Blackie. Don't uh, don't wear out the equipment. But uh, how about the Racers for Tots? Those guys worked pretty hard. They had the car there, sold a bunch of tickets. Some of your thought, thoughts on that?
4: Uh, it's always special. Lonnie and the crew always do an excellent job on end. And it was good to to see Jimmy Staggerwalt there. I mean, when we looked at the, the 23 on the car, obviously the 23 represented the 23 years that racers for tots has been doing this and it's just the time and effort they put in and there's usually a big push during the world finals they had a great location and you know other than the nights being cold is you know you always say Don. during the day we had chamber of commerce whether at night it it was more like Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> I mean, we all got through it. It's just, uh, but yeah, they do a great job. And, you know, I know they gave the car away. I'm not really sure who the winner was on it. but well, I,
3: I have that information. Mrs. David Rizell, Um her husband races a car in Mississippi, car 54. So I guess they're saying, nah, car 54, where are you? But uh, it was nice. And, you know, it shows the authenticity of this giveaway because I never heard of David Brazell and obviously don't know Mrs. Brazell, but the car is going to Mississippi.
4: Well, it's funny because, I, you know, if you see it on Facebook, you know it's got to be true. That's kind of a joke we always had. Yeah. The car was actually... Penny K from up at Hummingbird Speedway. I don't know where she was, I guess, on Sunday. The car was, I guess, I'm assuming it might be heading back up to Rocket and maybe the Brazils will, you know, pick it up there. But, you know, it's just, you know, it, it's neat that sometimes it goes to a racer and sometimes it doesn't. And, you know I'm not sure what Mrs. and mister will do with the car, but again the the amount of effort in the times but you know we talk about this and you know we did have a, a an interview with Jimmy Staggerwald but it, it kind of goes back you were there from day one, but you know what this organization does and what they do for needy children, not so much just in the Pittsburgh area but across the United States because when they go to Ohio or they go to North Carolina they try to find an organization that can benefit from there so like you said hats off to everybody another great successful season for Racers for Tots.
3: I want to start off with uh, some compliments to the World of Outlaws organization. Uh, Everything went like clockwork. I mean, every once in a while, there'd be a little delay or something. But the track crew, as I mentioned, uh, the uh, fellow that fixed that uh, did an outstanding job. Then I want to thank Chris Dolak, the director of marketing at the World Racing Group, and Jonathan Coleman, the director of publicity and communications at Charlotte Motor Speedway, they pulled everything together—the coverage, the the results, the pictures, the interviews—just incredible what these men do. Every, what these men do every year. Now, one of the things I enjoyed—you did a nice interview with Mike Marler—and we're going to play that in the show. But how did that come to go? Well,
4: I have got a little bit of a history with Mike from the last past few years up at the Firecracker, Lernerville, and. It's kind of funny, you know, doing this for as many years as uh, I've been doing this with you. It it just kind of came out of a whim. But uh, a lot of these drivers, they they see my face. They see the wrapping on racing shirt. And they may not exactly all know my name, but they know the face. And uh, Mike was in a new car. It was still 157, but uh, a completely different team. And talk about being quick outside the box. He won... On opening night and had good runs throughout the weekend. And I'll let our listeners, because 157 is kind of an odd number. It's not something that you would see. I mean, if I were to think of it, I would say something like, okay, well, maybe somebody ran motocross, but I'll let the listeners listen to my interview with Mike and he can find out how the 157 became his number.
3: And Johnny Gibson was busy. We have some Victory Lane interviews that he did on November 2nd. Uh, uh, the uh, did one with David Gravel. And then we're going to go back to uh, Hudson O'Neill. You had a chance to talk to him. I think you really enjoy talking to him. He's such a likable guy.
4: Well, in, in the interview with Hudson, I don't, I don't want to spoil it. I had an opportunity last November to be one of the first media members, actually, you know, to welcome Hudson to Rocket One Racing, and as we talked about in the interview, in, in the wildest dreams, I don't think anybody, including Hudson, would have realized the season that he had, and to come out as the 2023 Lucas Oil Third Late Model Championship his first. And the first for Rocket because they've won many World of Outlaw championships, but they've never had that Lucas Oil Championship. So again, congratulations to Hudson, Steve, and Mark, and you know everybody back at Rocket Racing. It's a team effort. You know, even though the guys travel up and down the road, and like I said, Hudson said it's what those guys do back at the shop that make it all possible.
3: And you have a two-part interview with Tanner Holmes. And uh, probably a lot of fans are like me. Who is Tanner Holmes?
4: Well, I didn't know Tanner Holmes from Adam until probably last year. And so many of our young people, Don, and the racetracks are doing it, are using social media. And Tanner is a driver from, he's out in the Oregon area, he's out around Medford, Oregon. And he chronologues his racing in, in the offices and he runs like little micro sprints and he runs those for Jimmy Eldridge and he's out in the West coast. And then him and his sister run four ten sprints. And it was kind of interesting. I won't spoil too much, but uh hall of famer, Bobby Allen, probably like anybody else happened to see the kid race. He's, uh, you know, he's Tanner's 20 years of age and, When they were on the swing out around Knoxville midsummer, Jacob Allen decided uh, for whatever reason he needed to take a break. And uh, just a great story. Uh, Bobby walked up to Tanner and they talked and the rest is history. And he kind of had that ride through the the remaining part of the year now what's going to happen in 2024 uh he doesn't know that yet uh the shark racing did fill three cars uh at the finals, and uh, we'll just see. But it was one of those opportunities. You never know when someone's going to knock on your door.
3: That's right. That's why you have to maintain, uh, you, you have to be diplomatic, you have to be polite, you have to be nice to the fans. All those things are very important because, like you said, you never know when someone's watching. Then uh, Johnny Gibson has a couple Victory Lane interviews with Ricky Thornton and Brad Sweet. And then we come back to you. you got Matt Williamson, Tim Fuller, Jade Avidesian, and Jimmy Steigerwald. So a little bit about Williamson. You guys are like old friends.
4: Yeah, we go back to when Matt was winning his championships at Lernerville Speedway, and that kind of really set him uh, to become a better driver. And he actually has three different rides. He's in the 88 Budge 2 car. He's in the 3 Barron's car. And he's in his familiar number six. And I think he had 30, 31 or 32 wins going on in the year. They call him Money Matt Williamson, but we were kind of in the interview. We weren't, we were talking about racing in the season, but we were also kind of comparing, you know, marriages, you know, mine that I had in, in July and his upcoming in January. So we were kind of sharing some notes with that. So a little bit different, but, you know, Tim Fuller. Uh, I remember Tim Floor always is, uh, you know, he's, he just got recently inducted into the Northeast Hall of Fame and the Modifieds, and that's a big accomplishment, especially in the upstate, you know, New York area. Plus, for a while, Tim was running some late models, but, you know, Tim's one of the older guys. I think he's 55, 56, but you know, for a couple nights there, he... Was like and, and you were kind of, you, know, you ought to share this, Don, because you said, well, if you get a chance to talk to Tim, ask him this question. And it was just, uh, we all know Dennis Erb is the one-man band, but uh, Tim was even a little bit better.
3: Well, he came down by himself, and one of his friends flew down to help him. And then a total stranger came over and said, uh, you guys need some help. So there was three of them with the whole deal, but none of it was preplanned.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, it was great to talk to him, and like you said, he just didn't know what what was going to happen, and you know, people pitched in and up, you know to pick up a victory. It uh, run strong all weekend against the field. When you're running against uh, you know Matt Shepard, Matt Williamson, then you know that's some top you know tough competition. Then you know just you know kind of going through the midway. I happened to be uh, watching. Uh, on the main stage, and uh, I mean, we can talk about this a little bit as well. But good friend Tyler Bachman, uh, we we talked several times throughout the weekend. But he is in charge of the Toyota Midget Series, which primarily runs uh, Midwest, uh, out west, and occasionally they had uh, head back East. But uh, a young lady, seventeen-year-old Jade Jade Davastanian she was the first female champion in the midgets and that's quite an accomplishment, you know, she's from the West Coast. She handles herself well. She runs for Keith Kunz Motorsports and it was just something different because I it's always interesting that we can provide our listeners with everybody that they think we know or we, who we know. But I mean, you know, I never had heard of Jade and I just thought it was uh, something a little bit different to do.
3: And then uh, in the '90s, uh, Jimmy Steigerwald got a little thing together at Lambrose Bar in the North Side, and people brought toys, put them on the pool table, on the pool table, and it covered the table. But look where he's at now! And you had a nice, long, uh, nice long talk with Jimmy.
4: It was good to see Jimmy. You know, he he him much like you are now a north carolina residents. he decided to, i think his son lives there and he decided to move down a few years ago still mrs pittsburgh always be the mayor of north side jimmy is jimmy and it was just good catching up and to you know while we were there it's a who's who with people you know we saw Smokey shem came in and it's just uh anybody that's anybody when you're sitting at the races for tots stand you're going to run into
3: yeah i talked to Brian Schwartzlander uh, greg wheeling's everywhere he's like mushrooms he pops up everywhere but uh, like you, and then how, how about the uh, people you flew down with you had to cast the characters on your airplane
4: yeah you figure you wonder if you're heading to north carolina who you're going to run into and while we're waiting to uh you know, for the plane the, the, in the in the area there, here come the guns, and uh, it was just you know Scott and his kids, and it was just great to see them and rearing into the, throughout them through the weekends, and then you know we couldn't even go and eat without running into somebody. Yeah,
3: tell everybody how they get around when they're down there. Obviously, they flew down.
4: Yeah, well, I guess. If you're going to partake of the adult beverages, it's not probably not a good idea to drive. So in today's society, if you're not going to drive, you just out Uber, and they'll take you to and from wherever you need to go.
3: And tell them who we ran into at the uh, Subway.
4: Yeah, it, it's just uh, um, amazing. You, you read things uh, and see them on Facebook. And I was we were sitting there. We were just starting to enjoy our lunch, and I see a, a purple rocket uh Sweatshirt and I said, Ah, Team Rocket supporting it, and all of a sudden I hear, "Hi, Dave." Yeah, it was Sandy Hoffman.
3: Yeah, small world. Yeah, she lives in Florida, but I guess she comes up from time to time. I would say, given the. world finals uh, I would give it a double A plus I was just so pleased with what they accomplished and uh, I already got the tickets taken care of for next year and the lady laughed the lady at the ticket office her name's Jamie I said is this Jamie Johnson she said yeah no relation to Jimmy Johnson he's got money and I don't <laughs> and she's and this was at five after nine they opened up at nine o'clock she said, "Are you ordering your tickets early like you always us?" Yes, yes, ma'am. So the tickets are all taken care of for next year, and had a wonderful time. Couple nights, uh, long underwear and gloves and whatever, but we survived, and uh, I think uh, all the fans had a great
4: time. It, it, that's true, Don, and they try to do things a little bit different. When they bring out, on a you know, on a Saturday evening or it was a Friday evening this year, they brought out the entire feature for all three divisions, which equates to roughly 90 cars, and to see that and the pyrotechnics and the motorcycles that were flying, and uh, then on, even on Saturday they wanted, wanted to kind of do a NASCAR effect where uh, the three drivers from each of the series the big block the sprints and the late models they were all in the back of a pickup truck kind of NASCAR style and drove past the grandstands and just something a little bit different they do every every year so sometimes you want to keep things you know fresh and sometimes you want to change it up a bit and you know they they, again as you said they certainly didn't disappoint as usual
3: And then the next day, the cherry on top of the Sunday, Ryan wins the NASCAR championship. So it was really a good week.
4: Yeah, I mean, just uh, again, you know, you never know. It's just like, it's kind of a tale of of misfortunes and fortunes where you you go back to, say, Ricky Thornton Jr., as dominant as a year that he had, and to not finish it up at Eldora, and then you know, and then in Ryan's case, and it, uh, not you know very good the be beginning of the year, and then the last four or five races. You know, I think he had, you know he's had a you know two seconds, a first, and a second. And I know you were getting a little bit nervous. You were kind of giving me a, you know, a play-by-play as I was coming back from on uh, my trip from the trip there. And uh, you know, he he's battling for a lead. <laughs> you got to say <laughs> don't battle for the lead. Just finish second. That's all you need to do.
3: Yeah, yeah, I was worried about that. Well, Dave, I appreciate all your work and all the things you did, and I hope you enjoyed this World Finals as much as I did.
4: I did, you know. Unfortunately, you know, right now, with, uh, you know, I, I kind of made a decision as much as I love to do it with some of the things that's going on in my life. Not that I'm never going to come back down again, but uh, at least for next year, I'm, I'm going to, you know, take the year off and, you know, being you know, newly married, uh, you know, how's that saying? Go happy wife, happy life.
3: Maybe I'll have to talk to Fuller and see if I can get a replacement to jump in there till you get back.
4: Yeah. Well, again, it was, like I said, it was, I, you know, it's kind of funny, you know, we, for many years went up and down the road every Friday, Saturday and Sunday. And, and, uh, yeah, you know, then when you know you moved to North Carolina, so it wasn't like that. We could get to see each other very often. But you know, on a positive note, and it's always a blessing is to be able to at least you know we the listeners don't know we talk two to three times a week, whether it's just you know something that's true or false, a big story a false story, but uh, or when racing season comes and ends. And again, it was a great year. It's just it's hard to believe, but it's like 45 years now.
3: For the show?
4: For the show, yeah. 40-plus. For, 40 40-plus. 40 40-plus. 40 yeah, 40-plus. Yeah. That's a heck of a run. But, you know, as always, it was great to spend time. You know, this year was a little bit different. and you know, We had Darren there, and then Donnie came. So you had both of your sons, and like you said, to have a great weekend with family and friends and then to call you know to culminate it to you know team penske with you know travis geisler and, and ryan blaney and like you said uh, that just put it was yeah, put the cherry on top of the cake
3: well life is good i thank you you have a nice evening you do the same as
5: well don this is the banker bob thought for this evening
3: this was seen on a sign at the entrance to a beach Do not walk on rocks. If you do, and you fall, and you sue, this sign will be marked Exhibit A.
6: No one covers motorsports like Rapid on Racing. For nearly 40 years, Rapid on Racing has provided the best in motorsports information with knowledgeable and veteran reporters who cover all forms of racing. Weekly reports include local dirt and asphalt racing from Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, plus the All-Star, Lucas Oil Late Models, NASCAR, Rush, and the World of Outlaws. Listeners get the latest breaking motorsports news. The show features special guests, local track reports, driver interviews, and the host of Rapid on Racing is Don Gamble. A former driver and track promoter, Don brings a wealth of racing knowledge to the program every week. Rapid on Racing. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri.
4: We're at Charlotte Motor Speedway, and we see a familiar 157, but it's not the normal color that we see. But it's The person standing next to me is the driver of the 157, Mike Marler. We've had a chance and talk in the last couple of years and kind of a new deal here for you at the end of the season. And sometimes we always say nothing lasts forever and sometimes change is is good. And got the 157, I asked you before the interview and I, I didn't know the answer to the question and you told me the significance of the 157
7: well yeah my dad was born in 57 so uh, when I first started racing I was 57 and that was his number when he when he raced and there he still is and uh, so I put put the one in front of it to make it a little different you know for for when back when I used to go to the modified modified races they'd be two 300 cars sometimes so uh, they lined us up you know wrote all the numbers on a chalkboard so it was real easy to get confused so uh, so yeah so that's that's kind of how we how we did that and it's been
4: my number for uh, 20 plus years I know a lot of times when you see a triple digit a lot of people it has some significance to motocross or something where it is i know when we drove our you know e-mods back in the day we did see some odd numbers but um new team basically the first weekend out with it um familiar chassis that has to help you yeah, it's uh not a lot of uh you know it's a, a lot of
7: changes but not a lot of changes you know so uh, it's more more we got some personnel type stuff the equipment's generally the same type of stuff I've been running so that shouldn't be any major things to get used to there uh, just uh, but yeah just just getting everything. Swapped over and getting uh, the the truck and trailer all situated and just getting everything where it works comfortably is uh, quite a bit of work. So, uh, but we're we're working on it every day and uh, it's kind of things come together kind of quick here at the end of the year. So uh, we're definitely happy to uh, be able to to have gotten it together and showed up against the good you know the, some of the good competition that's down here just
4: to kind of see where we stand with it. With the money that's been out there in the late models the past you know few years, Mike. Are you going to commit? to, You don't have to answer the question, but it, sometimes it's difficult to run a, a schedule to where you know you're going past somewhere, maybe a two hours home past your home, and you're driving all the way out, you know, to the Midwest, you know, for a ten thousand dollar show, and sometimes it, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, you know, and so what I consider even beyond that is just the
7: preparation of, you know, if it takes me an an extra day to be prepared and I have to go somewhere a little closer that pays the same, you know, a lot of times I just have a better shot at winning that way. So at the end of the day, I, I really just want to give myself my best shot at winning and uh... you know this stuff a lot of times just takes time the more complicated the cars get the more sophisticated they are uh... you know it is kind of becoming times becoming an issue just getting stuff ready nowadays so uh... so yeah i, I like to just kinda go to the big big shows and and uh, pick and choose and go to the good paying ones uh... sometimes weather makes that decision for me or or just you know paycheck alone or whatever or just like I said preparedness but uh but to to answer your question on a series you know we're definitely not ruling out running a series because series are a great thing you know i typically run a series every weekend it's just not the same one so so i'm always running with a series some somewhere somehow either way uh hardly anything i go to is unsanctioned so uh but yeah as far as committing one or the other or or it's kind of hard to say i really kind of enjoy just going to the taking the best picking out
4: the best of all of them and attending those races when you've done this as long as you have sometimes it's just you know for family reasons you just want to take that weekend off and you know if your car owner say okay well geez you know let's just not go to wherever this weekend and let's just sit all sit back and relax a little bit and and then go yeah that's that's one
7: thing ronnie and i kind of figured out early on that uh you know i just kind of you know you when you have that gut feeling of when everything is good or it ain't you know and, and a lot of times we just kind of trusted our gut and went with that more than anything and and then you know like i said the weather plays a big factor too it's hard to make yourself drive across the country with a bad you know with a big percentage of rain you know when you can maybe go closer or just go the opposite way where the weather's better too so so it's uh if, if this thing had a if we had a roof over all the race and uh a lot of different variables i would probably always run a series but for those reasons uh i like to just pick and choose and you're right family obligations and just a lot of things are involved in it and and i'm making that commitment to be somewhere no matter what the scenario is has really not been the best one for me through the years and I, i've ran a series and and had some success at it but you're uh... champion yeah yeah so it worked out good for us but uh i wanted to i wanted to, to win one just to say i won one but after that i really didn't have much interest but who knows we may you know this is an evolving thing and and the pay structures are always kind of up and down all the time so so next year one of the series may have the the best deal to do for the year they may not so we'll we'll see what they have to offer and either
4: way we'll support them all well you know, like that flow racing series that you've been in a lot of races in the middle of the week you know good paying you know 20 plus thousand dollar races Then mm-hmm. you have a smaller series you have know, the hunt the front series which is more of a southern based series mm-hmm. which are all tracks closer to you
7: yeah they they are and and um uh, I haven't actually looked at the stats, but I, I think we have won with just about every series this year. Uh, I, I know I've won with Wu, with Lucas, Flo, Hunt the Front, and some other ones. So, uh, so you know, just um, being able to, to show up and be prepared and, and uh, to whatever makes the most sense is definitely work. It works good.
4: Where's the team going to be based
7: out of? Is it going to be a based out of your shop or the Skyline shop? Well, their headquarters is in Decorah, Iowa. Uh, we'll race out of there when we're in that part of the part of the country racing, you know, upper, in the Midwest or upper Midwest, but uh, primarily, you know, my all my team lives in Tennessee, so we'll keep it at our shop in Tennessee uh, in the meantime. So uh, so, uh, so, I guess I'll spend more time in Tennessee with mine, but we will spend some time in Iowa also.
4: Well, yeah, have to kind of joke, you know, being from Pittsburgh, you know, we're playing the Titans this evening. Uh, might have to put a little front you know, on this one. <laughs> yeah,
7: I, I, I don't. I'm not. Honestly, I haven't kept up with it much this year to see who's good, but uh, but neither I'm, one, <laughs> neither one. So I'm, it's cool to have a team in Tennessee, though. Stacy and I went to to a, to the season opener there last year for the Titans, and uh it's it's cool to cool to see one there. And then Cincinnati really ain't too far from where I live either, so it's about no really no further than Nashville. So so we go to a few every now and then, but I, I enjoy it, but don't really have a don't really have a pick. You know, it's just whoever.
4: I love to see a good game. That's that's about as far as it goes. It's always funny when you talk to the drivers like Max Blair. He's a big Dolphins fan and he's from you know from Northwest PA and you know no Steelers and it's just, you know, Dustin Jarrett, I think they're the only two Dolphin fans out there but, uh, you know, well, it's great to see you here uh, back in Charlotte. Uh, expectations just to have a good run always the driver wants to win it be competitive and kind of get used to your new team
7: yeah yeah it'll be it'll be good you know we uh, looking forward to the weekend here and got off to a good start and and uh, looking forward to doing good hopefully we can uh, maybe get us some trophies here and if not we'll figure out our weaknesses
4: well, good luck the rest of the weekend, and, you know, from myself and Don, happy holidays. They're gonna, you guys get a short break, so it will be here before you know it. Yeah,
7: it, w- it won't be long, but uh, we'll run this weekend and next weekend, and then we'll uh, we'll uh, see everybody at Votto uh, in New Mexico after that for the Wild West shootout.
4: We'll see you in 2024. Yeah,
7: thank you. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Field
8: warrior Mike Mahler
2: wins the opening night of the World about Outlaws World Finals. Chris Mann in second, Brandon Overton third, Hudson O'Neill fourth, Dale McDowell fifth. Number 157 race fans gets the case construction feature winner had the VP Racing Fields checker flag here. Winner the Winfield Warrior, Mike
7: Marler. Yeah, when I got behind the lap cars, the other track was really dirty, and uh, you know, and their and their dirty air and the dirty surface, I was really loose. So uh, I was actually kind of backing up on purpose, away from them, just to, to not get past, bunched up, you know. So it uh, worked out, you know. I was definitely sweating and looking over my shoulder a little bit. It is, you know, uh, really happy for Greg and Tyler Bruning. You know, they uh, put put us in this car and and uh, give us everything we we needed, and uh, to win, you know, first night out here is unbelievable and. Uh, You know, I'm just really happy for them guys.
9: Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. Number one Cochran
10: has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store or do it all online
6: And now back to Don Gamble and more rapping on Racing.
8: Straight away for the final time. Gravel to the bottom. Slower car there. Abou to the top on a turn. Forward to the checkered flag. David Gravel wins night one at Charlotte. Rico Abou second. Carson Lucino third. Brad Sweet in fourth. And Tyler Courtney fifth. Noss Energy Drink Victory Lane hat and the VP Fuels checkered flag as he climbs up top to celebrate the w- the win on the opening night of feature competition at the Dirt Track at
9: Charlotte Motor Speedway.
11: We just got to worry about winning races and having fun, and whatever happens, happens. Uh, it's good to get those extra two points for winning. Um, obviously, it's still a long shot, but. Uh, I'm really glad they went and did that track prep uh, to the track. Maybe it's a little bit dominant around the bottom there once it really came in, but it uh, worked out for us. Brad found the bottom first, and then he kind of gave up on it. And uh, yeah, I don't know why nobody ran low uh, and low on exits. And I kind of had the exits to myself way low and used that uh, drive to get down the straightaway. So uh, Cody, Scott, and Zach gave me a really good car. We were okay early, but right from the middle way on, our car was really, really good. and. Oh, uh, yeah, it feels good to pass those guys and, uh, you know, earn a win like that. So got to thank uh, Todd Quering and Taylor. They're here uh, for a few days. So glad to get a win while they're here. And everybody at Houston Speedway, Billion Automotive, uh, Jackson Motorplex, Jersey Transportation, High Performance Lubricants, uh, Butler Bill Seats, Simpson Race Products get me tuned in with my new hybrid S here tonight. So, uh, yeah, it's been a great uh, first two days here at Charlotte. Yeah, three and four was a lot thinner than uh, one and two. A lot easier to hit it one and two. And when I missed it in three and four, you about stop. Uh, it feels terrible. So you got to make sure you slow down enough. So I figured, all right, let me just over slow it to not miss it. I'd rather not miss it and go too slow than go uh, too hard and miss it. So uh, yeah, awesome uh, race. Uh, happy to win it. And thanks for all you guys freezing your butts off out there. I know the weather's going to get better, but uh, thank you guys very much. And uh, we'll see you the next two days.
6: RPS Financial Solutions and JWC-JWCA are unaffiliated entities.
9: Business owners, if your ad was here, our listeners could find out about your company. Speedway Productions has several advertising packages to fit your budget. Wrappin' on Racing airs live at iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Wrappin'OnRacing.com, or Hulu Television. You can also listen on your computer, iPhone, or iPad. Don and his co-hosts present the good, the bad, and the ugly of local racing. The two-hour show features local track reports, special guests, driver interviews, and all of the national racing news. Check out the show and let us know if you are interested in becoming a marketing partner. For additional information, call 412-999-6625 or email racin
6: at gmail.com. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri.
4: Joining us at Charlotte Motor Speedway, uh, I'm proud to say is the 2023 Lucas Oil late model champion, Hudson O'Neill. It seems like it only was a couple weeks ago we talked, Hudson, back at Pittsburgh, and, you know, you were in the mix of things. You had a strong run that night. And one of the things we talked about during the interview was he said, "You might have a lot more wins this season if you didn't have the dreaded flat tire." Well, of all things, it happened not once, I think, but twice. You know, during the finals at Eldoran. you know, from a driver's perspective, you know, you're up there, you're competitive. And at that point, you probably already knew Ricky had some problems. Um, when he goes through Hudson Mines and said, okay, "I got to calm myself down," because I'm on the big spotlight now uh what were you thinking oh I,
12: I was getting frustrated after the first one i wasn't it wasn't so bad uh but after the second one i was i was getting pretty frustrated you know we were just lucky that it happened early and uh you know we had time to overcome it but yeah it uh you know exactly like what we talked about it's tough uh you know we've had a great year and truthfully we could have even had a better year if it wouldn't have been for the flat tires you know uh, we, we kind of got to talking and we've added up we probably have had really truthfully close to 25 to 30 flats and that, that's a lot in a single year you know uh, that, that's a third of the races you race you're you know close give or take a little bit you know a third of the of the races you've raced you've had a flat which is uh which is kind of a, a dumb stat you know but uh definitely a stat you don't want no no so you know it, we've been leading races and had flats uh you know and, and you get to talking about certain things and and you know you look back and it's altered some of our points from chasing with the the flow deal and stuff you know it just it's just unfortunate but uh you know hey we went to eldora and and mechanical issues bit some of the other competitors and and uh and it's um, unfortunate that uh that you know the championship got decided by just two guys and not all four of us out there racing
4: you know, speaking of that, when you came back in that second time, again, maybe it's the wisdom of Mark, it, and maybe you didn't feel the difference, because a lot of guys were running out of fuel. Yeah. Because uh, there was a lot of pace laps under uh, under that, you know, that procedure, and he ended up putting five gallons in. I don't know if that gave you any more weight, or it just gave you the peace of mind, like... I can full throttle it because I'm not going to run out.
12: Yeah, the the fuel didn't help me any other than the fact just not running out. Truthfully, the less fuel I had, the better I was getting. It just makes it tough that uh, you know in a situation like that you know that was we we talked about that a lot that day leading up to that the racetrack was fast you know after the world I think we just had three or four gallons left and we were we were kind of talking about that you know that could very well be a possibility that people would run out and see with Shepard I think Bobby ran out of few there was there was a few of them so just had to be careful and uh, you know we were lucky that the cautions played out the way they did and we had some flats not fortunately but it helped us put some fuel in just to make sure that we, we you know we weren't gonna be in that situation. So uh you know what about bit chef uh you know, maybe twenty or thirty more feet and it have been a whole different deal. So just uh you know it it's uh just really cool how it all worked out, you know, the championship to get decided by uh, you know, last flat pass and everything and, you know, that was that was the best of the best uh racing you could ever ask for. That was two young guys just Absolutely going after, giving everything they had. So it was a it was a cool, cool uh, series of events.
4: Yeah, you know, Hudson, you know, take us through that maybe that last two laps uh, for the people that didn't have a chance that weren't there or watched it on uh, on flow. Where you had a restart. I think you were starting back third, and you know, with there were, you threw a couple of sliders with Devin and. Got to give each other room, and then with one to go, I mean, well, this is it. Everything you race for all years coming down to, you know, a half a mile, and you just had to be on pure adrenaline at that point.
12: I was, you know, I I was leading, or I was running third or whatever, but I was leading the championship. With about six or seven to go, five, six, seven to go, and and I got to McCready. McCready was running second and I got too close to him and the air was messing me up and the racetrack just kind of wasn't really favoring to, to kind of move out and switch the line up and so I messed up, let Devin get by me and and then with uh, two to go uh, you know Shep was making that top work down in one and two and nobody was really going up there just because it was so rough and tumble up there and and uh, I just I told myself I was like you got one chance you know that the only way around him is up there you know and uh, so I just went up there and I did everything we could and it just it was worked out you know it could have very easily went the other way there was I I went off in there on that last lap and I didn't hit it I didn't hit it just right it worked out and it was the best that I had hit it but I didn't mean to hit it the way I did and and uh, you know we were we were probably uh, you know on the edge of destroying a race car and it just happened to work out but in that situation going off in there with one to go the other two are multiple laps down. I'm running second. I can't get any worse. This is what we raced all year for. So, you know, we're either gonna junk a race car trying to win Checkers or, or we records. That's right. That was that was exactly the mentality I had and uh, you know, it, and it just it just worked out that way. But that was the the good thing about being behind him at that point in the race is that I was. But if it was the other way around, it probably would have. I don't know if it happened the same way, but you know it. He would have been in had the same mentality. So I don't know. It uh, you know I don't think Lucas could ask for a more dramatic uh, you know race and how it all worked out and and with Shep running out of fuel, the championship race, everything just it all just happened so uh, you know. The best storylines you could ever ask for. So it was uh, it was cool to be a part of it.
4: It, it had to be like, okay, you cleared Devin. And you're like, oh heck, what's happening with Shep? I might be able to win this. Uh, truthfully, I, I I had no regard to Shep.
12: I wasn't paying attention to him. I was worried about Devin, you know. So I get by beside Devin going down the back straightaway. I slide him, and I'm going to the fence because I don't want Devin to drive back around the outside of me. So I'm going to the fence, and whenever I get there. And I start going back straight. I look up, and and Shep's like stopped on the front straightaway, you know. And I about hit him. I, you know, I it was it was closer than what what it looked like on the video or felt like, you know. Anyway, so I turned, turned down it, and and uh, I, I never thought I won the race. You know, they said I lost by point oh eight or something, and it was a half a car. Yeah, right? yeah, but you know, never did I think I won it or anything. But it was, uh, yeah, it it was. Uh, it was interesting, you know, to look up and be, like, oh man, you know, he's. He, I thought he broke or something, but he ended up running out of fuel. But yeah, so it. Uh, I don't know. It, it happened fast, but it. Uh, it was. It was cool to, to be a part of it and have such a fun ending
4: like that the the irony of it is a year ago we had this uh, similar conversation But this was your first race in the rocket car you, know, you were still in the 71 finishing out the year and that was your first opportunity to work with Steve work with Mark, work with the crew and it, it, it in, a, in a perfect world and again maybe a few more wins a few more things it's just been uh, like an unbelievable season for you and the entire team
12: it, it really has you know could could we have won a few more? Sure, you know. You look back and you you think about the ones you think about the ones that got away, not the ones you won. You know, and, and that's uh, that's that's the bad part of human nature. You know, we, we we dwell on the things that we can't that we can't take back, and and we sometimes we forget about the good things that happened, and uh, you know, so. Do I think that we had a bad year? No, we absolutely did not. You know, we won a World 100. You know, won 100,000 at Kokomo. Won the Lucas Oil Championship, which was our ultimate goal this year. We set out to do. We're going to have a million dollar season, and you know, it's uh, uh, hopefully we're going to have a million dollar season. You know, as long as uh, you know, no races get canceled and, and whatever, we should you know have uh, with the points fund money and everything from Flow and all that. But yeah, it. Uh, I don't know. It's uh it's cool to think about, you know, looking back at uh, right here, we're standing right here one year, ago, 1 year ago and we're and we're thinking about, you know, uh, if you would ask me a year ago what 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 would this what would it look like standing here now and I wouldn't have told you this, you know. Right uh it's it's hard to believe that what we've accomplished in in, uh you know our first year together and i feel like that's a testament to these guys not to me you know i i have the easy job and whenever your race car is good it makes your job really easy and uh, you know i've had a good race car a lot this year and uh but i feel like the more that we all mesh and the more that you know we went to a lot of races racetracks for the first time with each other this year and uh you know the cars are ever-changing and everything so I think that the more we build a notebook uh, around me and and what Mark gets you know more and more and more used to me and we just continue to build I think it's only going to get better so it's hard to it's hard to see that you can come around next year and have a better year than we did this year but uh, that's what that's what Rocket One has been so good about is uh, you know uh, being there year after year being in contention year after year and uh, hopefully we can uh, continue to do that.
4: The the format was you know definitely interesting and like you said you did the like to race it out with you know Ricky and Jonathan too and unfortunately you know bad weather through that whole weekend just we didn't make a very good racetrack but with that being said Hudson just in a nutshell just I know there's a lot of people that you have to think probably too many that you can do but just take this opportunity you know obviously we know Mark and Steve and just go from there.
12: Yeah like you said you know Mark, Steve, Rocket Chassis, um, everybody that works in the shop, you know, it uh if it wasn't for them building race cars every day, there's no way we would be out here doing that. That's what funds this, you know. that's uh uh you know we're we're kinda of the, the development program for the Wover Shop, but if it wasn't for the Wover Shop this wouldn't be here. So uh, you know, those guys don't go unnoticed, and uh, you know they're they're the they're the real heroes in all this. They work their tails off to be able to have us out here doing this. And uh, Mark and Steve Baker put together a great team at the shop, and with uh, Mark, Danny. Uh, Joel Austin, everybody out here, uh, you know it's uh, it's been a really good year, and and you know we're happy to have Valvoline, Soyer, Calf Ranch, O'Neill Savage, and Recycling, WR1 Sim Chassis, uh, Ace Metalworks, Gunners, Honey Performance Grading, uh, Andy Durham Race Engine, Styles Marine, uh, SNOCO Race Fuels, Rocket Pre Owned, um, Tiger Racing Shocks, Kaiser Manufacturing, uh, you know everybody involved. It's uh, it's a team effort and. You know, everybody pitches in just a little bit all the way through the product sponsors. You know, Mark's had a long relationship with every person on this race car. You know, there's not very many people that ever go. There's there's a lot that come, but but very few go. You know, and he's he's always a very loyal guy and always shows uh, you know shows shows the most loyalty he can to all the product sponsors and everybody that supports him. So it's uh, it's really cool to have everybody on board and everybody that pitches in and makes this happen. So uh, hopefully we can uh, you know finish out the year strong. We got we got a good starting spot today. Got a little work to do. To tomorrow. I think we start fifth or sixth in the heat. So we'll uh, see what we got. Uh, I think that we got a little bit of notes here from last year. Maybe we can look back at them. The tires have changed this place a little bit, it seems like. Uh, You know, you used to we're on NRMs, now we're on the new uh, NLMTs tires. So we'll uh, see what we got for them. We'll
4: just uh, give it our best. You know, between the, you, know, you know, your girlfriend, and how proud you know her and, and mom and dad just had to be a euphoria feeling when you got up to the stand there in front of everybody and say, I'm a tw- I'm a champion. Yeah,
12: uh, you know, a lot of people
4: ask me, has it sunk in yet? Um,
12: I don't know. You know, I've recognized that that I that I'm the Lucas Oil champion, but I don't think until you get up there at the banquet and get to give the speech and and you know I, i've always i've always thought it was so cool about how whenever you walk into the lucas hole stadium and you're recognized as that champion you see your name up there the the uh, the speech you get to give the the video and everything i always thought that was really cool how they how it all happens and uh, I've dreamed of being in that position, so I think until I get there, because for some reason I don't know a lot of people, maybe not so much, but the banquet, uh, you know, for me, it, it, uh, it I love it, and it, look, it means a lot to me, so, uh, you know, until I get there, I get to give my speech and recognize all the people that have got me there, I think, uh, I think that's when it'll really sink in and, and be true.
4: Well, it's been quite a year, Hudson, from that rookie driver at Rocket Racing, to a Lucas Oil champion. So for myself and Don at Rapid Ration, we give definitely congratulations and we look forward to what next year brings for you. Oh,
12: I really appreciate that, thank you. This is Hudson Oni, your 2023 Lucas Oil champion.
9: When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South
6: Heights. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri.
4: It's a Saturday morning at Charlotte Motor Speedway. We're walking through the pits, and I had an opportunity over probably about a year ago to start watching this young gentleman progress, and, and I. The interesting part of it, he wasn't. Out, he was while he was progressing through uh, smaller divisions of like guess, micro sprints and his own race car team. The gentleman's from the other side of the way, you know, he's from the West Coast. He's from Oregon, so you know, you wonder how to heck, But you know, as we're as we're chatting here this morning, the gentleman we're going to be talking to is Tanner Holmes, and Tanner, welcome to Rapping on Racing. You know, your story's an intriguing one, where you know, you created this YouTube channel, and I, I think for a lot of our our, our listeners people don't realize the influx of what YouTube does it wanted to get you out there but it also is it's a source of income and you know, your channel has been very well documented but you know, then you I had an opportunity and we're gonna you're gonna tell us that story where out of the blue while you were running your car the at t out in the Midwest one of the all-time greats Hall of Famer Bobby Allen comes up to you and take it from there Tanner
1: Yeah, so uh, we were in Knoxville, Iowa um, in August, yeah, it was really Saturday of Knoxville Nationals, and, you know, basically our four-week Midwest trip was about over we were kind of set in stone where we were at you know trying to finish strong you know keep the car in one piece just go out there have one more good race night do what we've kind of been doing all trip Um, and yeah basically Bobby had came over to my pit and it was like it's kind of crunch time like we were getting ready getting close to the pit meeting like usually the last 30 minutes before like you know things happen really fast the night's kind of beginning and it was right before that he had came over to my pit and he was just right across the way we were we both weren't really sitting great for Saturday so he was on the very back stretch and I was right a row ahead of him, so we almost like of like we're looking at, right at each other type deal. Our pits, and he rode over on his moped, and I just happened to just get to my car. My crew had taken it in early. I was just busy doing stuff, and um, yeah, he had was sitting behind my car basically, and I so you know naturally whenever there's anyone kind of by my car, I always walk over and talk to them. You know, I always try to be friendly and introduce myself, or you know, say hello, or you know, see if they you know, some people just want to look, some people want to talk, some people want to tell their story, you know, whatever it may be, and depending on how much time I got, I try to I try to you know give people that time. Uh, so yeah basically Bobby had came over which obviously I figured it wasn't you know he wasn't just being like a fan or anything he maybe wanted to chat so I walked over and introduced myself and um, he actually looked at me and the funny part of it is he looked at me and said who drives this car and I was like oh maybe maybe he doesn't recognize me I don't know that's that's me so I took my sunglasses off and put them on top my head and um, yeah I said hey that's I'm Tanner that's I drive this car and so basically within like 30 seconds we were into talking all of a sudden we went from introducing ourselves to you know here's an opportunity to run the the rest of the year so that was kind of that was it it was it was basically two or three minute conversation just like hey this is this is what we want to do and if you're interested I won't basically it's like I won't talk to anyone else there's no more players in the game if you want to go so basically I I was in at that moment I said hey I'm like 98% sure just let me talk to the rest of my people on my team and you know, confirm a couple things. You know, because we were at the end of our trip, and basically, it changed our whole entire plan for what the next, you know, basic. Actually, I should say, the next months look like. But you know, the immediate future um, was different. So we decided to figure all that out, and then I told him at the end of the night, "Hey, I'm in." So as I it went, it, it's not often you have a
4: Hall of Fame driver, and you know, you probably know knew him from you know the shark racing, from obviously racing against Jacob and, and Logan, uh, and then the opportunity comes, and then right off the bat, now you, know, you run your your team. Then when you run with the world of outlaws, and even you had run a few races with them. The level of competition in in the equipment is just at a different level. What Tanner Holmes has that you run in Oregon and all your local tracks is not when you get out on the tour. No,
1: it's way different, you know. And and there's some strong competition on the West Coast. Like, California really doesn't get the recognition they probably deserve. There's a lot of hitters and guys that run well when the outlaws roll through. But as far as, yeah, consistently running 410 stuff, like, I don't get that chance. That's kind of why we went to the Midwest because I got to run a lot more 410 stuff. That fulfills a big part of that schedule for the year. Um, Like I said, we mainly run a lot more 360 the action, but yeah, got to do that, and so it was an opportunity to run 410s, run at the highest level, run in a different car, you know, these guys have a different package, work with them, and, you know, just kind of give me that chance to be out here, you know, it's really hard to do that with your own stuff, it takes a lot. Um, you know, I've been on kind of on all sides of a team before, so you know, financially and and then also the wear. You know, I mean, just our four week stint on the road, I think, you know, that was that was four hard weeks of being away from home, and you know, you're working together and you're having your good nights, you're having your bad nights. like guess it's, it's just not easy. So when you do that all throughout the year, it's a it's a huge step. Um, so this has been a great stint for me to get out and to do that and. Um, like to get the opportunity to see Eldora and see Williams Grove and Port Royal places that would probably be really intimidating for a driver but a lot less intimidating when you're in a a car that has done it before and um, you know you don't have to make some of those decisions too Um, you know like we were traveling you know we went to Knoxville and like I was trying to set up my car for Knoxville and I'd never been there um, you know, I, I didn't have the experience that I needed to do that. You know, where now these guys have you know a lot more experience in those areas, and it makes it easier for me to go to these places. So, I in you know, good hands. It's funny
4: the younger younger generation, and you're in your twenties now. Is you can game this, and you can actually, you know, feel you're at Learnerville, you're at Knoxville, you're at Charlotte, yeah. until you get to a place and you come here, and it's like this track. You know, it, it you probably raced on half miles, but it's an incredibly fast track.
1: Yeah, this place Charlotte's really different and all of them have their own characteristics. I think the places that have a lot of wing speed like this and are really fast I've been you know a little bit trickier. Once the places slow down is where I feel like we're better. Um, but, yeah, it's all like, it's all part of the learning process. And, and, and a lot of it, too, is just, like, how you unload. If you unload with speed, like, anybody that unloads with speed is going to have a good night, and everyone that doesn't is just has a much tougher night. It's just the Owls, you have such little time to get going, um, you know, during the races. So if you hot lap good, you're right there. If you're making you know, a lot of changes, then, you know, like I said, you have a longer night ahead of you, and usually you're trying to come from second, third, fourth row in a heat race, you're trying to come from twelfth or sixteenth, and, you know, these races just aren't won from that far back anymore, it's just not how it goes, you gotta, you gotta be in the dash, and you gotta draw probably one through four, you know, you gotta, you gotta be right there, so, um, it's not easy to be in those positions, luckily we have a couple times, and every night we've qualified and hot-lapped well, we're right there with anyone, and every night we're not, we have just as long of a night as everyone else, so it's just, just how it goes. Whether
4: you're talking to, you know, Brad, or Rico, or Logan, in in the conversations I have with them when I get an opportunity to to talk to them is, like you said, you gotta be quick out of the box because what you do in qualifying sets up your whole night. And, and, you know, first night here, you know, you were running back in seventh and you had a couple cars that dropped out and it put you into a transfer spot, which was good. You know, then last night here, you got guys that are, you know, you got 54, 60 cars here they're the best of the best, and if you're off just a tick, uh, no matter how good you are, uh, Donnie Shots. I mean, you know, he, he caught the inside of a Uke tire yesterday. It's hard to make these things back up and, into a B or C.
1: Yeah, I know it is. The comp, you know, maybe back in the day there was so many fast cars when out, today there's 20 or 30, you know, out of a 50 car field that are pretty stellar fast. So the margin is much smaller in between everyone and it's harder to just jump way up. So you really have to be perfect uh, to to be, you know, be at the top. And that's why the guys, you know, Brad and Rico and them, like, they're just everything clicks for them. Like, their their car's right where they want it to be, they're right where they want it to be. And they have obviously experienced these tracks too. So, like I said, you just got to be fast out of the gate, you got to be right there with them. And I think as long As as you can put yourself in a spot to be there with them, you know, that's then you're in contention. That's that's really all it takes. So, I mean, it's easier said than done, but um, but it is possible, you know, like I said, you just everyone has their good nights and their bad nights, and every you know, every time you're right there, you can you can be right in the mix.
4: When you say things that you, you know, often wonder how Kyle Larson does it. You know, you're sitting there driving a cup car, and then you jump into a you know, a 1,300-pound sprint car. Then he hops into the late model and just be able to adapt that. I mean, he's one of the greatest we've ever seen in our generation. But in addition to that, you know, you had to adjust to a different chassis. But listeners, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in in a moment
5: pittsburgh's pennsylvania motor speedway would like to thank all of our fans and competitors alike for an abundantly successful racing season 2023 was a historic year for dirt sponsor half mile and it could not have happened without the support of our marketing partners always safe flagging and traffic control Basil race fuels coca-cola calusi chevrolet the Coryopolis record crawford auto repair falcone's Moon township automotive hoosier tire mid-atlantic isley's jd hall excavating octane customs precise racing products racingjunk.com rorick automotive group rhino racing classifieds summit racing equipment cmt transportation england Brewer company zarin truck and automotive zoofall communications Bigger and better things are currently in the works for 2024. Stay up to date with all of the updates by following us on our social media platforms, including Facebook, X, Instagram, YouTube, and threads. PPMS.com will have all of the info that you need as we prepare for our season opener in 2024. The new Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, 170 Kelso Road, Imperial, Pennsylvania, PPMS.com.
4: We're back from our commercial and we're... Talking to Tanner Holmes, who's the driver of the 1T, and we've been just chronologuing Tanner's story. Uh, basically, it's one of those things where and he's a YouTuber. We knew what he did back in the Oregon area and then over California, ran his seventh sprint car through his family and his sister also races. I believe mean, she runs the 22, and it's a, it's a family affair. And then we had an opportunity. Tyler had an opp or Tanner had an opportunity to um, you know join Shark Racing, and it's it, it's been a whirlwind. Um, uh, an experience that it, what, probably once in a lifetime. But the biggest thing that's probably been hard for you because, uh, you know, as a race car driver, you got to put the time and effort into it. But what I think people don't realize is with the YouTube channel, you probably have a much time, if not more editing the videos that you're doing and, and I know that a lot of videos haven't been coming out because you just don't have the time.
1: Yeah basically you know you just said uh, you know I just how I always looked at it it's just like part of it's just part of what it takes to get to where you know we want to go and so that extra time to me it's I mean it's something I started so long ago that to me it's just kind of it's just life you know it's um just what it takes and uh, you know it's, it's really helped us I think it's probably helped me get to this point and have this opportunity um, just in the sense of getting my name out there and whatnot you know it's really hard especially because from the west coast um, people don't understand like you know get in front of the right people and um, unless you're able you know if i would have never ever been able to come and race in the midwest i would have never gotten opportunity to be out here probably on the world outlaw tour uh, so yeah it, it it really is cool and it takes like it takes a lot but i got good people that also help too and you know, i got a good family that supports me and luckily you know this is like all my my full-time gig so um you know carly works hard too she's been helping the team you know my mom and dad support me they haven't been able to get to every race but my mom my mom's been at all the outlaw shows my dad finally got to come to finals so that's cool. Um, and then my older sister, Krista, she helps a lot too. So like I said, it's just a whole family deal and they work really hard and they've, they've been a part of every step of the journey. So it's cool that they also get to be a part of this one because we all put so much, you know, in a family team, you have to put a lot in to, to be competitive with, um you know, with teams that just have a little bit, you know, a little bit more experience and stuff. So we, uh, we really put that time in and luckily we got, you know, we got this far.
4: Well, one good thing is your frequent flyer miles have to be accumulating.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, they definitely have, which I wouldn't even have wanted it that way. I wanted to be able to spend a little bit more time out here with the team, which I did get that chance on parts of it. And, you know, definitely hope, you know, if, I'm, if I get the opportunity to be out on the road next year, I'm going to spend pretty much most of it on the road, probably not be at home. So it's nice to have that. It's nice to do both, you know, because this year, um, you know, we had so much so much going on, uh, you know, it was nice to kind of be home a little bit more at the end of the season and probably helped and whatnot. But, yeah, it's it's crazy out here. And these guys, you know, that, that don't ever get to go home, it's, it's really hard, you know, being away. And it's just part of the grind.
4: I know you have a big heart for the kids and I watch your, you know, your videos, you know, you always try to do something for them. I see a lot of kids were around the car yesterday and there's a lot of people that because of the channel, you know, they're buying your merchandise, but, you know, again, you know, mom and dad, Carly, you know, a big part of what you've done all your life in, in this this whirlwind tour here the past, you know, three months, but you know, Bobby Allen, giving me the opportunity and then you know, maybe just, you know, talk a little bit about Bobby and how appreciative of you are, what he's done for you.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is, uh, I mean, like you said, I think you used the word life-changing, like that that's really is, it was, uh, you know, a chance for me to get out on the biggest stage and, um, you know, work with a team that has won outlaw races and, you know, done it before and, um, you know, so, yeah, I will I'll forever be grateful, I'm so blessed that you know he picked me you know i you know i know you know how or why or how that process went i don't know but um you know it always has a plan yeah you know very thankful for that and you know obviously you know what's cool is like learning from him not just as someone that's raced but also as someone that's managed a team and you know built shark racing to a spot where we have three cars at charlotte and you know back when they started on the tour 10 years ago and they just had you know two cars and two engines like you know so it you know people don't realize what you know that how, how capable he is. It like just basically you could tell him no, and he will always say yes and get it done. So he's, uh, you know, I've learned. I feel like a lot, like just life things from some of how he does. You know how he runs the team, how he runs the program, how he just basically like I said he just says that never give up attitude. So that's something I've really taken from the experience. And uh, like I said, I'll forever be like so grateful for what he has, what he has done, and um, you know, lifelong friend, obviously too.
4: Yeah, just you know to wrap things up it's been a, an interesting year a year of growth a year of learning and on, on top of that you've made a lot of new friends on the tour but where can our listeners and the listeners that are out there in on social media be able to find tanner holmes
1: yeah i mean basically everywhere so we we post on youtube my channel is just my name tanner holmes or youtube.com slash tanner holmes we have a facebook page also under my name um you know instagram and tiktok and basically any social media if you just type in my name like we're on there and we post as much as we can and uh we try to basically put as much out so it feels like you're here if you can't be um and, and and like i said ride along our saying is we you know we're ride along with us for the journey because it's it's a crazy one it's it's like if you get on a roller coaster and you do it 20 20 times a day and you just keep going you go upside down you go forward you go back you go uphill downhill you kind of get everything so uh that's that's life on the outlaw tour and that was life before the outlaw tour too but you definitely could say it's uh, up a notch um you know when you're out you're racing against the best but there's also a lot of comfort in that knowing that you're racing against the best and they don't get any better than this so that's you know this is the top and if you can get to that you'll be right there with them
4: well, you're starting eighth in one of the heat races today. You've already made one feature, so that's probably a bonus. Um, hopefully, you can put it in for the finale because it would probably be special. And we'll just keep abreast of what happens to Tanner Holmes and the rest of this year. I think it's going to be kind of a little off time for you, and then see what 2024 brings.
1: Absolutely, yeah. No, hopefully, I'll, I'll kind of know what 2024 looks like kind of by you know the next couple weeks, and have everyone posted on what my plan is. But I'll I'll still be racing, and um, you know I'll definitely I'll definitely be giving it all I got so one way or another you'll see me at you know as many big races as you can in twenty twenty four. Thanks Tanner. Thank you.
6: Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension and four oh one K rollovers, estate planning, life insurance 443 or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com And now back to Don Gamble and more rapping on racing.
4: We're at Charlotte Motor Speedway and we're talking to night number two. Sprint car winner, Brent Marks, congratulations on the win, uh, not only of a member of the media, but from a fan in the stands. Uh, it was some great racing. It was interesting because I, I watched the end of it, and I don't know if you could, I guess if from a driver's standpoint, I don't know if the visibility was as difficult as it was up in the stands,
13: but I saw you let off. I said, oh my god, he gave that one away, but the race was already over. Yeah, it's just, um, you know, uh, last night's race was really fun, and you know, I know it was um, you know a little on the dusty side there, but I feel like the track did a great job giving us a, a good race track to, to run on last night. Uh, went out there and reworked it a little bit before our feature, and um, you know, uh, it wasn't really all that difficult to see while racing. I mean, there was times that it was, but um, this uh, surface is just so dirty here this year and um, you know it's just got like a lot of loose crumbles just flying across the racetrack and it's just it's a little different so um, you know I feel like they've been doing a good job on the racetrack this week and uh, making it really nice and wide for us to move around run top bottom and wherever we really want to go and uh, it's put on some really good racing so uh, last night was a lot of fun we uh, you know been working on our car all week, we had a really good qualifying night, Uh, you know, fourth for, was qualified fourth for a Thursday night show and a quick time for Friday night and Thursday night we were just, um, you know, we were just off on our setup just a little bit, you know, finished ninth, really couldn't work our way up through there very, very very good and and, uh, made some changes there to it last night and just um, was really happy with the progress that we made there, so looking forward to tonight's race and just, uh, we got a good starting spot in our heat race and Let's try to get ourselves in a dash and try to win us another one. You know,
4: with the temperatures that we had, now the
13: four days that we've had, this has been the warmest
4: day we've had, you know, we're expected to get up into the mid-70s. It drops at night, but we're going to start at 3 o'clock today, and I th- traditionally, I think the sprint cars go out first, so you won't have as many laps on the track, but at the same point, you got some day racing, and, and I know you have a lot of familiarity from the day racing at ports, so I don't know if you can take any of the temperature-wise and, and say, okay, well, this is what the track service might pick. but you said last night the
13: crumbs were there. Anywhere yeah, they were. You know, today's definitely gonna be different because of uh, the earlier start time. And, you know, we're gonna be racing a lot in the sun and, you know, obviously it's uh, warmer out today. So uh, it's gonna take a toll on the racetrack and uh, they're gonna have to do uh, quite a bit of work throughout the night to, to keep it racy for us. And, um, but they got the equipment here to do it, the personnel here to do it. So um, I know they'll give us a good racetrack to race on tonight. So, um, you know, we'll just, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes and uh, just, you know, Get out there, and make good decisions behind the wheel. Make good decisions, um, you know, with a, uh, on the mechanic side of it, and uh, just uh, see where where we end up tonight. So we're gonna give it our all, and um, hopefully we find ourselves up front again.
4: How fun was it racing against Justin last night? a lot of sliders, but you guys, you know, went up, went down, went in, went out. The, I guess you, when you race these guys as much as you do, you kinda gain their respect so you know they're not gonna slide up into you.
13: Yeah, I mean we you know, we race each other enough to all of us race each other enough to know um, you know, to, to to have respect for one another, but not only that, to, to kinda know how each other races too, so you can kinda predict what's gonna happen and And uh, how aggressive you need to be with that certain person, and uh, um, you know both Justin and I are very aggressive drivers, and um, you know, but we show that you know amount of respect towards each other, and we have a lot of close calls sometimes, uh, but that's just part of sprint car racing, and we're both out there uh, hungry for wins, and and um, you know sometimes we just you know get very close quarters racing. So, um, all in all, that was just a really fun race for me last night. Um, felt like it was a great race for the fans, and you know I fell back to third at one point and Had to work my way back up uh, past Justin and, and Tyler Courtney there, and uh, you know very two very good drivers and very good race cars. So um, I'm just really proud of this uh, Murray Marks team for their uh, hard work and the effort that they continue to put in every single night to give me a, a you know a great race car to drive and and um, you know have a lot of fun times behind the, the number 19. 25,000 online tonight. Traditionally, Charlotte doesn't. It's not a
4: big payday, but uh, to kind of wind down the season here in November, uh, and hopefully, you know, with you starting on the pole for a heat race, and, and the, you know, sometimes the way they do the draw, I mean, it doesn't seem fair. You think the fastest guy should be up front, but that's just, I guess that's for entertainment. But, Fred, thank you for taking time to join us on Wrapping on Racing, and again, congratulations on the win last night, and best of luck this evening. And yeah, thank you. Appreciate it.
5: Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway would like to thank all of our fans and competitors alike for an abundantly successful racing season. 2023 was a historic year for Dirt Sponsor Half Mile, and it could not have happened without the support of our marketing partners. Always safe, flagging and traffic control, Basil Race Fuels, Coca Cola, Calusi Chevrolet, the Coriopolis Record, Crawford Auto Repair, Falcone's Moon Township Automotive, Hoosier Tire, Mid-Atlantic, Isley's, J.D. Hall Excavating, Octane Customs, Precise Racing Products, RacingJunk.com, Rourke Automotive Group, Rhino Racing Classifieds, Summit Racing Equipment, CMT Transportation, Yingling Brewer Company, Zarin Truck and Automotive, Zufall Communications. Bigger and better things are currently in the works for 2024. Stay up to date with all of the updates by following us on our social media platforms, including Facebook, X, Instagram, YouTube, and threads. PPMS.com will have all of the info that you need as we prepare for our season opener in 2024. The new Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, 170 Kelso Road, Imperial, Pennsylvania, PPMS.com your winner ricky thornton jr
14: oh it's nuts i uh, had a really good start i got to got to sixth or fifth there right away and then uh i i started losing track of the guys on the bottom i'm like you know what the top looks pretty good i can see Shepard running up there and i i figured if i was gonna have a shot to win it i gotta uh, just go now hit uh i also going to burrows uh, dj jaco darla uh, I mean, they, they bust their butts, and our, show, our car's been really fast. Uh, forgot to thank my wife last night, so I better make sure I thank her, my kids, uh, my little cats at home, my donkeys. So. Had uh, a pretty awesome night, uh, awesome weekend really. Like I said, uh, my guys bust their butt, so uh, you figure every down day is a day, you're not getting better. So uh, this, this is a new car. It, uh, it, a lot of guys uh, have mixed mix feelings, but uh, I, I think this thing is just as good as the car we ran all year, so. Gotta give a big shout out to uh, Hoker Trucking, uh, ultra-filled seats, sharp advantage. Uh, it was pretty demanding up there, and I was super comfortable in the seat, uh, MPI wheels, uh, all-star, 901, uh, D&E outside services, my wife, uh, my family back home, uh, Hoker Trucking, bigger, still, uh, Coleman Farms, uh, Merty Farms, there's, there's so many great people to help us, high performance lubricants, uh, it's pretty cool having David here, so hopefully we can uh, keep knocking them down, we've got, still got a few more weeks here.
5: For live coverage of every World of Outlaws event, and for extended on-demand race content, visit DirtVision.com. For full race results, features, and series news, visit WorldofOutlaws.com.
2: We're to climb out and celebrate his third Outlaw feature win on the big stage here at America's Home for Racing. How about it, Race fans? Your feature winner, Ricky Thornton Jr.
14: I felt like he was really good in clean air. It was like the closer we got to the lap cars, the more he kind of came back to me. So. Uh... I don't know. I felt like our stuff was really good there. I, I, really didn't know lately if I needed to move up to the middle and try to get by a Tanner or not. Uh, this is probably the first weekend actually I haven't had a had a signal guy, so it uh it's different. But uh, my boys uh, worked their butt off today. We pretty much had this thing destroyed last night. So uh, this, this one of them. Uh, Bigger still, Hooker Trucking. Uh, I know Jeff and Penny are here, so it's pretty cool. Uh, David uh, with High Performance Lubricants he's here too, so it's pretty awesome. Uh, Ultra Shield Sheets, uh, Sharp Advantage. Uh, just all the fans for coming out. Uh, hopefully we can do good tomorrow. I think so. Hit. Uh, luckily, I think we're eighth in points coming in tonight. So hopefully I should at least put us in the top six. Uh, I feel like the pole sitters kind of got an advantage there in the heat race. So uh, hopefully it's been it's been that way today and last night. Hopefully it's that way tomorrow. Uh, I don't know. The uh, car's been really good. Uh, it's, a, it's the third weekend on it, so uh, we had a bunch of doubters. uh said we only had one good car. Uh, kind of shows we've got more than one.
15: With the season that you've had, is Victory Lane getting boring yet?
14: Oh, definitely not. <laughs> I love coming up here. Uh, I mean, really, uh, I haven't been here in 10 years, so it, uh, it's pretty awesome to come out here and uh, see all the fans, get to hang out with everybody, and uh, it's nice to be able to at least get one of them.
3: I'd like to take a minute to talk to you about Steve Scarupa Photography. Steve specializes in wedding photography and shoots landscapes for fun. He has separate websites for both brides and weddings. He shoots some badass photos, sometimes people, sometimes racing, and sometimes nature. Steve's work is excellent. You can check him out at stevescarupaphotography.com or 412brides.com, which is his wedding website. Steve is your go-to guy for the best photographs in the tri-state area. You won't be disappointed.
6: Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated. Neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A., J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C. J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities.
10: Championship! his first ever at the Dirt Track at
8: Charlotte Motor Speedway! Rico Abreu's second, Logan Schuhart third, Brent Marks fourth, and Tyler Courtney fifth. And climbing from the cockpit of the Napa Auto Parts number 49, straight up to the full wing dance for the sold-out crowd at the Dirt Track at Charlotte Motor Speedway.
16: Yeah, I guess I finally made it now that I'm getting booed, so that's a, it's a great feeling, uh, you know, when you get cheers and boos, you know, that means you made it, I guess, so uh, just happy to be here in front of this large crowd, uh, happy we were able to, to get our NAP auto parts car in victory lane. We've been trying here for a long time, and I think with, all the, with the points, you're always so conservative, but tonight I felt like uh, we had a car capable of doing it, and I was able to be pretty conservative on the bottom and just keep my tires under me. and. Just kind of snuck by Rico there at the end, and then tried to uh, just hold him off there coming to the checkered. So, just happy to have my wife and daughter here with me, all my team. I mean, they work so hard. Rob Capetta gives us great engines every single night, and uh, Casey King gives us everything we need to to win these races and championships. So Eric, Ty, Andrew, my wife, my daughter, everyone that supports us. My mom and dad are here. Um, just really neat to to kind of. Uh, you know, basically cap it off with a win like this. You know, and, and basically it's like a walk-off homer, so just feels really good. And uh, we're gonna celebrate. Yeah, I think it takes two different setups. I think you kind of are set up to run the top and go real fast, or you're set up to go real slow around the bottom. And I uh, just felt like we needed to be on the bottom there. You know, with everything we had going, and feel like you can keep your tires, you know, a lot more under you and keep them cool down there. And it seems to pay off. You know, it, it seems like passing lap cars is even hard on the top. You know, when the guy's real patient on the bottom. So just try to be patient. Uh, I'm just super happy you know it's just such a relief these seasons are so long and so grueling and so hard Uh, it's just you know unbelievable that uh, we've been able to accomplish what we have been able to accomplish. Yeah, it's uh, definitely a lot, you know, there, there's a lot of different variables here at Charlotte that that make you nervous, you know, there's tire wear and, and the other classes are out there and they, you know, they would kind of wear the track out different than a typical sprint car event, so just try to pay a lot of attention and, uh, you know, it helps when you get your car good early in the week, you know, and then the track was really consistently good. I thought the racetrack was racing really well each night, um, obviously for how many laps they're putting on it and how early we're starting, so hats off to the, the, the uh, track prep crew, they did a great job and... Obviously, uh, we're we're the happiest people here. Hi, my name
15: is Jason Bush from Bush Brothers Tire Service. We are one of the best tire dealer and repair shops in Allegheny County, offering phenomenal customer service, expert in-house with more than 30 years' experience to ensure premium craftsmanship is done start to finish. Bush Brothers Tire Service was started by my Uncle Paul Bush and Father Martin Bush, In May of 1985, I, Jason, joined the company in early 2000. We offer state inspection and emissions testing, tire sales, tire maintenance, wheel alignments, general auto repairs, brake service, and free estimates. We are located at 1931 Monongahela Avenue, Swissville, PA, 15218. And for any additional information, you can reach us at 412-351-5342.
6: And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri.
4: We're walking through the pits at Charlotte Motor Speedway and, and it wouldn't be a, a visit to Charlotte if we didn't stop at the 88 tr- uh trailer and joining us is Matt Williamson. Matt, we hadn't seen you back since uh, early, uh, I guess it would be early summer or spring at Lernerville and um, had a good year. You elected to pretty much stay a little bit home, uh, won a points championship at Ransomville and the competition up there is tough, and then you know you bounce back between the ADHU car and the Three Barons car, and they they call you Money Matt Williamson for a reason, and you've had a lot of wins, probably more than you maybe more you've to you, but at the same time it's been a great year all around with all three cars. Yeah, you know certainly a really
8: good year. Um we got 31 wins at this point we got three more races left this year um, The most we ever had for winning was 31 last year so hopefully we can win one of these down here and get to 32 and um, you know match our or beat our season high for win win, win ra- winning races.
0: Charlotte's
4: been good to you and I think last year you picked out like two out of the three nights and traditionally here It doesn't seem like you're a really good qualifier. Nothing, but last night for qualifying you set yourself up well for the next two nights Yeah, we're on the pole for tonight and for tomorrow Um,
8: And and, Jalen traditionally I don't time travel very well So hopefully uh, hopefully that's a good sign that we got a pretty good car and we can heat race and um, you know Put ourselves up front uh, for the start of the feature
4: you know, Throughout the season, you, you, you know, your dad's been like your mentor, you know, if you, you want to say you have a hero, you've worked with him, you know, we see you're doing some body designs by yourself now, but, you know, your dad got elected into the Hall of Fame, and anytime you have someone that's close to you, especially a parent, it has to make Matt Williamson, the son, feel very proud of his dad and what he accomplished.
8: Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, that was a really big deal for him and uh, for our family, and uh, I think it was long overdue. He's he's been involved in racing a long time, and um, you know I think he's probably one of the most influential people in, in Northeast Modified racing. So um, for him to get into the Hall of Fame is, is really cool, and um, we got to enjoy the night, and you know I was lucky enough to do the do the induction speech for him, so that was pretty cool and. Um, yeah, it's certainly a pretty big accomplishment. Did
4: you roast them with like a little bats or something?
8: Uh, no, no, I kept it. Uh, <laughs> kept it kosher. It was, I'm an emotional guy. I mean, I wear my heart on my sleeve, and um, you know, it's tough even just talking. You know, you get up there and you're talking, and you're you're starting to get emotional. So, um, I tried to keep tried to keep it
4: all together and, and do do a good job and uh, you know serve them well. You know, speaking of changes, you know, and I had some in my life this year. You know, you're going to have a big change here coming up pretty soon yeah getting married uh, january 13th so um
8: i know we're supposed to race middletown on the 10th of uh november but um that's our stag and doe weekend so we had plans for the wedding for that and um we actually got to miss middletown so um a lot of things coming up i told uh, my fiance that when i get done racing i'll be able to help with the wedding because i haven't been doing her too much she's been she's been on it so uh,
4: really got to thank her for that Hey, you're, like, responsible for, like, the bar bill in the, uh, uh, the uh, what's it called, the night before. I forget. <laughs> yeah, hopefully,
8: you know, hopefully down here we can win a couple races. I can pay off some of this wedding bill because it's going to be pretty hefty. But,
4: you know, again, a great year, Matt, uh, going into 2024, pretty much the same schedule. I think so. Um, we had a meeting with Dirt Car this morning, and they, they
8: talked about the schedule a little bit. So um, some pretty exciting things. Uh, as far as, you know, races this year. So um, I guess we'll just see when the schedules come out, try and put something together where we can keep every uh, car owner we have happy.
4: You know, for the you know the third car drivers, it seems like, the, the, you know, the sprints now with, you know, the, the high-limit series and what you have with, Leno you know, Lucas and the World of Outlaws, you guys don't have that midweek series, or if you do, you don't have these uh, abundance of big-paying races.
8: No, it's... Um it's it's, it's it's a different time, you know, there's a lot of big, big races, um, we do do some midweek races throughout the summer, uh, September tends to lean towards, you know, two or three nights at the same track, and um, then of course you get into Dirt Week, and then Charlotte, and, and um, all them big races, so uh, I like the way the schedule is, obviously, you know, it can be improved a little bit here and there, but um, logistics uh, really play into effect on that.
4: Well, hopefully we'll get off a of 31 and, and pick up 132 in the next few races. And best of luck on the great season that you've had. And again, congratulations on your upcoming marriage.
8: Yeah, thank you very
9: much. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights.
4: It's a Saturday afternoon, the sun's out, and we're at Charlotte Motor Speedway and we're talking to last night's big block modified winner, Tim Fuller. First of all, Tim, congratulations on the win. You've had success here at Charlotte, but over the years the track, I mean they would still Charlotte Motor Speed, the dirt track, it changes. And last night, no matter where you were, the track had some bite in it, but a lot of crumbs. Yeah, it did. You didn't want to miss that groove. You know, Anthony missed it and, and I
17: capitalized on it, but uh, you know that's what happens. It, it's happened to me the other way so um, it's still uh, we're still on the big stage here at Charlotte and these are important
4: races to win you know we we talked about you know Matt and, you know, Anthony, you, know, you got past Anthony, then eventually Matt got there. But here, and no matter what division you're in, and you've you, you had late model experience, and even with the sprints, qualifying and positioning, especially for these big races, with, like you said, everybody being so equal is so important. You know, the win last night, put like you said, put you on the pole of a heat race today, and, and that's big. Well, I mean,
17: I, I look at it as I won, I won that race last night. Off Wednesday night's performance because it all comes down to time trial in here. You aren't coming from sixth, uh, seventh, eighth to to make the draw where you need the draw to be able to start up front. Uh, so everything everything happens on Wednesday, and you, you know you got to. Drive the balls off of it on Wednesday to to be good for Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So, um, yeah, it, it, I don't care who it is, Matt Shepard, what he passed, it, and he's been the best car for the last few years. He drew, he got three
4: spots last night. You know, you got to start up front. Yeah, as dominant as he was on Thursday night, again, they, you might have a chance for him six on up, maybe. Other than that, unless there are some chips that are falling, but you know, besides that, you know, it's been a great season. You came down here, you know, we, we kid about. On the late model side, you know, Stenis Herb and Heather Lynn, the one-man van, you didn't come with much more. No, I didn't.
17: And, and sometimes you, you're you dealt at hand and you just go. You come in the most prepared you can be and let it fall where it falls. And, unfortunately, this time it worked out
4: well. You know, nothing's tore up yet. And, and uh, you know, it was routine maintenance. The other thing, too, you just because you come with the big hauler and the fanciest car, you have years of experience, and you have years here, and that, like any time, seat time is always important for a driver, but to have the seat time here and have the experience was very important. Very important. I mean, uh, just like the kid beside me here, he's raced
17: maybe 25 30 races in his career, and uh, I mean, and I told him, I said, listen, you're racing against uh, guys that have done this 20, 30 years, you're not going to come down here and set the world on fire. I mean, you are at Charlotte, and where you got to go wide open in a big block, and uh, I said, just take your lumps, like everybody
4: else does, and-, and come back again, and you'll be better. The thing that's so unique about Charlotte is the fact that you wouldn't think it carries that much speed. Uh, there's tracks that you race on are probably equal size, but just the, the sheer speed here, getting into the corner, sometimes for a-, a gentleman like this young guy that's run 20, 30 times, it's an Experience.
17: It's an experience. I've always said I'd like to put a seat on the front of the car and send somebody into that corner with me, and and just see how fast it is. It, it's it's fast, and when you crash, you crash big. I mean, you saw the sprinter. Um, and when you crash here, you crash big. It's, you're you're carrying a lot
4: of speed. Uh, the corners are so long and sweeping that you don't really get out of the throttle much. Another thing that happened this year, big accomplishments, you got inducted into the Northeast. Uh, third modified Hall of Fame with the amount of talent that that Area of the country is provided and some of the legends that you race to get against that has to be a great honor. It is I didn't like it at first, but
17: uh, you know because it automatically labels you as an old guy, but uh, I did it And, and you know I have become eligible and, and they, they picked me and I was it's 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 an accomplishment at the end here uh, to to be in the Hall of Fame. You don't ever think about that as you're racing. And and for all those years, you never even think about it. And then it becomes upon you, and
4: you take it. It's funny. Some of the local Hall of Fame is back. You know, the Larnerville Hall of Fame, the Pittsburgh Circle Track Hall of Fame. We inducted Brian Schwartzlander in there. And I got some grief because they said, well, he's still racing, and he's not. Not, he's not dead or he's not retired. I said, that should be a criteria to get into a Hall of Fame. And I think as you get older in age, you know, and I'm at 65, you're a little bit younger than I am, it's just you can sit back there then induction ceremony, you take it all. in. Not so much for yourself, but for family and the loved ones. It had to be a special moment. It was. Uh, just to see some of the crew members I've had through the years that come out of the woodwork, it was pretty cool.
17: And, uh, yeah, it was, it was a great night. I had old car owners there and stuff. It was, it was really
4: neat. Um, and it just, uh, it was all very overwhelming this summer. Well, okay, again, congratulations on the win last night, and best of luck is the what trailer it's going to throw at you this evening. Listen, I just want to go out there and win my heater. you got to be in the top two
17: and then give it another run. I'd like to, to end on a positive note because this is my you know, last race for the year. Nice to go home winning the last one. Again, okay, congratulations. Thank you.
6: Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? RPS Financial Solutions and JWC, JWCA are unaffiliated entities. And now, more Rapid On Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri.
4: We're in the Midway at Charlotte Motor Speedway, and joining us is Jade Avadisian. Jade is the Toyota. I guess, uh, midget series champion, and, and Jade's from California, and, and the interesting part about this, Jade, is we have so many female listeners uh, on rapping on Racing, and some of our local tracks, we have some young programs where we got girls that are your age and a little bit younger, and it's always a neat perspective to see, in this sport that I would say is so sort of male-dominated, to see someone such as yourself competing with the men the young boys and to become a champion how to be special
18: that's awesome um you know i don't put too much stuff into the women's stuff, or too much thought into the women's stuff. But um, it's also really cool to, you know, put my names in the history book and it to never change. So I'm um, just uh, so proud of the whole KKM team. Um, you know, they worked their butts off all season. Um, on, on especially the, you know, the nights I made mistakes. You know, they never gave up, and um, I feel like that's what it took to win a championship. And then obviously to have Mobile 1 and uh, Toyota Racing on board. You know, I was proud to have them as partnerships this year, and um, hopefully many more years to come too.
4: Have you ever run the chili bowl?
18: Yes, I ran it uh, this year. That was my first year. We ran, we started ninth on my prelim night and ran up to third, uh, but we missed it by one on the lock in spot. So we went through the B on Saturday and then uh, locked into the feature on Saturday night. And um, it's just, uh, it's such a fun week. Um, you know, words can't even describe the building, uh, but I'm so excited to go back this year. And we um, you know I was talking about it this morning, uh, what what night I'm going to go for my prelim night. So I'm really looking forward to that week. And uh, it's definitely a week that, uh, you know, I write on the, sc- or a circle on the schedule that, um, it's just one of the funnest weeks, I believe.
4: Obviously, down here in the Charlotte area, you raced at Millbridge Speedway. Millbridge is just, I've been there a few times. Just a, if you didn't know it was there, you wouldn't know it was there, but it's probably some of the base, mid, best midget racing in the country.
18: Yes, I agree, yeah. its If you don't pass it, when you're lucky you're probably never going to see it um, but yeah we were uh, we ran there earlier this year and I ran there a few times in the micro and um, I feel like it's it's one of my favorite tracks um, there's no there's no feeling uh, you know when you get to hit the lap every wall or the wall every lap um, it's just uh, so cool and uh, you know Ashley and Jeremy do a great job to put on great shows at Millbridge. and um, obviously Ty- Tyler you know brought the midgets there and uh, just overall Tyler's and everyone at Extreme has done a fantastic job this year I've never I've never had so much fun racing Um, I'm kind of bittersweet that it's already over but uh, you know hopefully I get to do it next year and um, yeah it's just uh, I had a ton of fun this year and I wish I could uh, redo it.
4: Still from the young girl at California and you're still young at at 17, west coast racing is a lot different than when you come here back east.
18: Yeah absolutely. Um, I I only did west coast racing um, just throughout you know micros and then I came out here and um, I was on the schedule for you know the midget stuff kind of goes everywhere. Um, um, but yeah, we, we go back to the West Coast actually next or this month um, in a few weeks. So uh, I'm excited to get over there and uh, get in front of my home state, um, and hopefully you can win in front of them. It would be awesome. It would be my first USAC win, and um, obviously doing it in front of them would be a little bit more special as well.
4: When you think of a lot of women in sports, I and mean, I, I, right off the bat, you know you think of Danica Patrick. So many of a, a young ladies and young men have started, you know, through the dirt. But it seems like if you want advance for your career you have to go to the you know to the asphalt and, and there's you know limited opportunities you know especially you know I'm out west mid, in the Midwest and out west there are some but you know coming back east you know for you you have a plan you, you told me you don't know what the plan is but eventually because you know with Charlotte down here there's some opportunities to to race and in, in, into the south and, and gain some experience if you go asphalt racing.
18: yeah absolutely um, yeah my goal is to be racing on Sundays one day so the NASCAR Cup Series and um, obviously uh, going to take a lot and uh, a lot of hard work to get there um, that's for sure and it's gonna be a lot different once I hopefully do make the switch but um, yeah I'm excited to you know make the switch a little bit next year um, I have a little bit of asphalt stuff and road course stuff on my schedule next year so uh, like I said I'm super excited and uh, kind of put my feet or get my feet into it just so I can get a little bit of experience and um, yeah just uh, hopefully many years to come but uh, yeah racing on Sunday is uh, definitely my uh, goal.
4: If you try to you know follow someone it would be in a similar path, you know, we talk about Haley Deegan. Uh, you know Haley's. You know started off in the in the in the stock cars out west. You know came back east. Has been in the trucks. Then it was in the um, the Xfinity series, and now is you know trying to advance her way up. And you know she's also now a local Charlotte resident now.
18: Yeah, um, yeah. I'm not sure. You know exactly what my what my plan is going to be. I think every driver has a little bit. You know a 10-year plan or a five-year plan. But um, I'm going to put all my trust and um, I believe in Toyota. To put me in the right spots um, and you know put me in the right spots to succeed so and it obviously showed this year you know they put me with Keith Kim's Motorsports and uh, you know one of the best midget teams and you know we were able to execute uh, really good and get five wins in a championship so so like I said I'm gonna put all my trust into them and um, but at the end of the day I know I have to do uh, a really good job on the track and off the track so um, like I said at the end of the day it's kind of up to me but I am um, I'm, I'm gonna put a lot of trust into them.
4: For our listeners that wanted to know where you're at, what's going to be happening, what's your best form of social media?
18: Uh, Jade Avedisian. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter.
4: Well, again, congratulations on your championship. It looks like we're going to do some celebrating this evening, and enjoy your last day here at the World Finals.
18: Yes, sir, I will. Uh, Thank you for uh, talking to me.
10: Number One Cochran has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry. We'll take it back. No questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with
4: Expressway right away.
6: Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com.
4: It's a Saturday afternoon at Charlotte Motor Speedway, and within a few hours, an annual event takes place. And joining me is the founder of Racers Jimmy Stagwell. You've gone from the Pennsylvania resident to the North Carolina resident, but I know your heart's always back in Pittsburgh. But I look at the number on the car 23. A lot of years, a lot of memories.
0: Yeah, that's the 23rd car we gave away and uh, we got a special announcement coming out probably in two years
4: you know you know Lonnie and the crew have, have taken over this since you've you know, you've headed back south and you know each year it's getting bigger and better you know the, the numbers and you know I asked Lonnie at the at the at the, uh, the, the Christmas party last year and, and there was no number set in stone but uh, I'm assuming you got to be close to approaching three
0: million dollars there uh, we did that one I left so that was I left now three years so we had three million going in so we're maybe closing on maybe four million and, and the best part of it is in the last few years I
4: mean some of the stories when we go back and you know with the Marines and now it's a little bit diversified you, you know first of all it started with you know you reached out to the folks at Children's Hospital and you were giving these kids a gift every day because some of these kids were never going to gift and some of them may never ever get out of the hospital but now and the different uh the towns and states that they visit they try to reach out to each one of those organizations if it's in north carolina
0: or if it's in florida and try to give back yeah we we've really expanded it more and more and uh that's what Lonnie's doing and uh i feel good i mean i really you know it's still if, if, i'm still here i mean and that's why i come Just to see the people, my friends, my friends, and, you know, through the racing years, and we want to keep doing it, hopefully. When you walk the midway here, it... it it, behind the grandstands at,
4: at the dirt track at Charlotte Motor Speedway. It's it's almost like a Pittsburgh homecoming. You can't really go more than 15 or 20 feet with, you know, hey, Dave, hey,
0: Jimmy, hey, Don. Someone's always here to stop and say hello. Yeah, it's the truth. I mean, there's so many people from Pennsylvania come down to this event. And... Uh, That's how we enjoy coming here, you know, Charter Motor Speedway has been good to us for 13 years. We've been giving the car away here 13 years. We go back to when we started with Challenger and then we did Pittsburgh first two years and then we went to Challenger and now we're down here. It's been, you know, you know, Matt Long and the
4: folks here at Charlotte Motor Speedway have been, you know, very accommodating, and it looks like for the last three days we it's been chilly in the evening, but you know we've been blessed with some warm weather during the day, and it looks like ticket sales up until the. I, I guess they're going to do it. I'm not sure what feature they're going to pull it on, but I know it's sort of sort of an annual event where we, we try to get who the winner is. We come back down and talk to Lonnie, and then he makes that phone call. And it, I was with him last year, and it, it's just interesting that um, in a lot of different scenarios, some people keep the car, some people they already have something lined up if they win it.
0: Yes, it's amazing. We pulled a ticket out. We walk up in four steps, there's a line up there with people wanting to buy the car, and uh, that's a hat off. I mean, Rocket, it's still a good chassis. Yeah, I mean, everyone's talking longhorn at but Rocket has been our number one supporter,
4: believe me. Yeah, Steve and Mark have, have always, you know, been to the forefront with that, and you know, every year, you know, there's different sponsors on it, but you know, we want it, it, It's kind of hard because we've talked about this several times, and you know, you know, I've been staying down with Don Gamble the last four days, and that first event, Northside Lambros on a pool table, 10-15 gifts to where it is
0: now, where you're packing tractor trailers. Yeah, it's it's totally changed. Like, you look behind us with a picture of one year, and uh, it's just it still gets bigger. It's it's amazing how we started out just with employees, started with people that worked at uh, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Like when the Pittsburgher got done back in the day, it was September. We didn't see nobody until April again, and I said, uh, do. Uh, Marsha's shop at the time. I just have a Christmas party, and everyone bring a toy. That's how it started. And a lot of people ain't here no more. It's a shame. And you know, my buddy Dow and Art Smiley ain't here. Nancy Henry, Marsha. I mean, it, I mean, I'll, I'll be seventy years old. I've been doing this. You know what I mean? For twenty-five years. The best part
4: of it is, like you said, these. Nothing always lasts forever. And you created a legacy, and Lonnie and his crew have continued it. And you know, even though you're 700 miles away, sometimes it has to make you feel good when you go back and you see what you accomplished and what's going to what this crew is doing, and what they're going to continue to do
0: in the future. Yeah, like you said, I give him hats off to Lonnie He got his own his own crew, like you say, and you see him here, and then. Uh, When I started it was uh, my friends and that's just how it it goes and you want people who will work with you and and help you and that's what we have. It's just me and Bobby here now. Well, again, it, it's good to see you down
4: here at Charlotte. It's probably one of the few times I get to see you because a lot of times it's difficult to get back. And we'll, wrapping on racing, we'll we'll be with Lonnie here this the, later this evening to see that phone call to the winner and so some some race fan, maybe not even a race fan, is going to win a, a, a rocket race car, probably valued at around fifty thousand dollars. Well, again, Jimmy, thank you for all that you've done for uh, racers for Todd. So Over over the years, and uh, have
0: a, a good holiday season. Hey, thank you, and thanks for having me again.
5: Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, would like to thank all of our fans and competitors alike for an abundantly successful racing season. 2023 was a historic year for Dirt Monster Half Mile, and it could not have happened without the support of our marketing partners. Always Safe, Flagging and Traffic Control, Basil Race Fuels, Coca-Cola, Calusi Chevrolet, the Coriopolis Record, Crawford Auto Repair, Falcone's Moon Township Automotive, Hoosier Tire Mid-Atlantic, Isley's, JD Hall Excavating, Octane Customs, Precise Racing Products, RacingJunk.com, Rourke Automotive Group, Rhino Racing Classic, Summit Racing Equipment, CMT Transportation, England Brewing Company, Zarin Truck and Automotive, Zufall Communications. Bigger and better things are currently in the works for 2024. Stay up to date with all of the updates by following us on our social media platforms, including Facebook, X, Instagram, YouTube, and threads. PPMS.com will have all of the info that you need as we prepare for our season opener in 2024. The new Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, 170 Kelso Road, Imperial, Pennsylvania, PPMS.com. I want to
3: take a minute and thank our marketing partners. Number one Cochrane Automotive, Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, Zarin Truck and Automotive, and RPS Financial Solutions. Without these people, we would not be able to do rapping on racing, and I thank them.
2: across the plains of Texas, from sea to shining sea, from Detroit down to Houston, and New York to LA, where there's pride in every American heart, and it's time we stand and say,